Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, September 14th, and the time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this brief period of time compared to eternity when we come together, both you and I, we are all parents, most of us are parents of unsaved sons and daughters, wayward sons and daughters, prodigal sons and daughters. And in this period of time, we come together weekly to pray, to intercede, and to petition the Lord on behalf of our unsaved sons and daughters, praying for their deliverance from whatever is holding them in bondage and for their salvation, the salvation of their souls. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in it. Every week we come together for mutual edification, mutual encouragement, mutual strengthening. I myself was the parent of two unsaved sons and daughters my son recently came to christ accepting jesus christ as his lord and savior surrendering his life fully to the lord this happened several months ago as he was facing a personal crisis and now i continue to pray and intercede on behalf of my daughter who i know the lord will bring before the throne of grace to the foot of the cross And I'm confident, completely confident, that the Lord will deliver her from whatever is holding her in bondage and will convict her of her sin and bring her to the point where she will surrender her life to Jesus Christ. Many of you out there, again, are parents of unsaved sons and daughters, are guardians of unsaved sons and daughters. Some of your sons and daughters are teenagers and may have been involved in the church. Maybe they were a choir or they were active in a youth group. Perhaps maybe they were active in youth camp or some other activity, and for some reason or another, they were led astray, maybe through peer pressure, maybe through the pleasures and temptations of the world youthful activities they were lured away from the things of god and they've put the things of eternity in the back burner to pursue worldly pleasures maybe they feel in their hearts they've outgrown church and they want to pursue other things or friends have ridiculed them and made them feel ridiculous in their eyes for going to church. They have left the church and they are pursuing other things and other young people or other young adults have become bitter towards the church. Maybe they've seen hypocrisy in the church. Maybe they've seen inconsistencies with these televangelists who preach a prosperity gospel and they are now bitter and cynical towards the things of God. 
Maybe perhaps many of our prodigal sons and daughters have had a negative experience in church in one form of another, and they've become bitter, confusing the church with Christ. They are not one and the same. And I mean this in the sense that churches are full of many people who may be living inconsistent lives, and instead of keeping their eyes on Christ, they keep their eyes on the people. And when people fail, as they will, they feel like Christianity is not real. The saving power of Jesus Christ is not real. And they base the reality of the power of God on whether or not certain people are consistent in living for Christ. They need to take their eyes off the people and put their eyes and minds on Jesus Christ. Some of us are parents of adults, adult son and daughters who have maybe perhaps never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They know you're a believer, but they may feel that they have all the time in the world to turn to Christ. They may feel perhaps they are in good health and they have everything they need in this life. There's time to turn to the Lord or get religion. Many of us have prodigal sons and daughters who attend church, actually, and they are relying on their church attendance and their Bible reading. Yes, you can be a prodigal in church. Coming to church, being in church, does it make you a believer any more than living in a garage makes you a car? Only fully surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, confessing your sins, admitting your need for a Savior, repenting, and surrendering your life fully to Christ will result in your name being written in the book of life. You know, I have said before that many people invite Christ into their life. And I personally don't agree with that term, inviting Christ into your life, because it doesn't necessarily mean full surrendership. And by this, I mean, I can invite you into my home. But it doesn't mean you own my home. I still am the owner of the home. I can invite you into my car. But you'll be just a passenger. I'll be the one driving it and owning the car. Now, if I hand the title of my home over to you, then you are the owner. If I hand the title of my car over to you, then you end up in the driver's seat. And you are the owner of the car. So many people invite Christ into their life. Christ does not want to be a guest in your life. He wants to be the owner of your life. He wants to be on the throne of your life, in control of your life. And he will give you life everlasting and the peace that passes all understanding. You know, the time is short. I believe that the next event, and I've said this many times before in my podcast, that the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church. When Jesus Christ will return, it is an actual event that is going to take place. Christ will return and snatch up first all those who have died in the faith, and then we who are alive and remain here on earth will be caught up together with the Lord in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. 
Christ will return to snatch up all believers and take them to heaven. And here on earth, unbelievers who are left behind will face a period of time known as the Great Tribulation, when God will pour out his judgment on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It sounds incredible, but it is true. It is in the word of God, and these things will actually happen. And you and I do not want our prodigals to either enter a Christless eternity or to get left behind when the rapture takes place. And many times you and I, we agonize when we think about our unsaved sons and daughters. Maybe they're involved in drugs or alternative lifestyles. They may be involved in alcohol, gang activity, illicit lifestyles, no matter what they're involved in, no matter what they're doing. Many times we agonize. Some of us have no idea where our prodigal sons and daughters are. They're away from home and they haven't told us where they are. In the story of the prodigal son in the Bible, he did not know where his son was. His son left. No word, no cell phones, no instant messages. His son left home to seek pleasures. The father didn't know where his son was going or where he was or when he would come back, whether he was alive or dead or sick. But I'm sure that father trusted in the Lord, and we see in the word of God that the prodigal returned home, being convicted of his wayward lifestyle. And that's what you and I pray for, that our prodigal and wayward and backslidden and unsaved sons and daughters would realize their need for Christ and return and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's what this podcast is all about. It is a period of time when we come together for mutual encouragement and edification. And most importantly, there is a time of intercession, petition, and prayer warfare on behalf of the prayer requests that we have and that we will be bringing before the throne of grace. We have several names of young people that we will be praying for, young adults as well, that we'll be praying for and bring before the throne of grace, praying for their deliverance and their salvation. If you're uh, listening live, you can come on the Podbean app, and there is a telephone icon at the bottom of the screen. If you click on it, you can come live on the air. We would love to hear your insights, your testimonies, your words of encouragement, something you have to say I'm sure will encourage a listener who is tuning in tonight. This is a time of ironing, sharpening iron, and mutual comforting and strengthening. Join me first before we proceed any further in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we all thank you for this brief time together when we can just come to you and just worship and praise you and just encourage each other and lord let let this be a time of mutual encouragement and strengthening when we pray for our unsaved sons and daughters we want them to turn to the lord to surrender their lives to you my god 
We don't want to see them enter a Christless eternity or get left behind when the rapture takes place. We want their names to be written in the book of life. We want them to experience eternity with you and with all of us, to attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so we pray that you bless this time together, Lord God, and let's what whatever is said be encouraging and edifying and strengthening. Hear our prayers this evening, Lord God. If we've done anything to offend you, we've said or thought or behaved in any way that is not worthy of our calling, we ask for your cleansing and your forgiveness so we can ascend them but to your holy hill with clean hands and a pure heart. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank for your blessing. We praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, I want to welcome listeners from a variety of national municipalities, national locations. We have listeners that we welcome in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We have listeners in Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee, Texas, and Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, and Montana. We have listeners in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, and South Carolina, Arizona. We have listeners in Michigan, Iowa, in New Mexico, and most recently in Kentucky. Internationally, we do have people who are tuning in from Mexico and Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, and Brazil. We have listeners in the United Kingdom. We have listeners in Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines. And most recently, we have in India. We have listeners in India who are tuning in. We welcome all of you. Now, you know, due to time differences, domestically and internationally, there are many people who will not be listening live, but will be downloading the podcast at a later date. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, that's fine. The Spirit of God can move just as mightily through a downloaded podcast as he can live on the air. There are no constraints or restraints on the Holy Spirit of God. And so we welcome you if you're listening live, and if you're listening to this podcast at a later time and you have downloaded it, we pray that this time together will bless you and encourage you and strengthen you. We're going to be going into tonight's devotional, and the title of tonight's devotional is Waiting in Peace and Strength. Waiting in Peace and Strength, and our text is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verses 3 through 4. Isaiah, chapter 26, verses 3 through 4, and I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, when you and I think about the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters, and it has not occurred yet, what kind of thoughts enter our minds? Are we preoccupied with whatever stronghold is keeping them in bondage, such as addiction, alternative lifestyles, involvement in the occult or false religions, bitterness or anger towards the church, or scorn or ridicule toward the things of God? When we think of these things, when our flesh, or the enemy for that matter, 
or both attack our trust and faith in God's faithfulness, what kind of things enter our thoughts? Are we allowing our minds and our hearts to fill with anxiety, doubts, mistrust in God's ability to deliver them, or what we perceive as a lack of concern or care on God's part, especially if things are getting worse? Or is it the amount of time it's taking for what we are praying for it to happen? Well, today's scripture text, I believe, has the perfect antidote for the anxieties, doubts, and fears, or whatever negative emotions and thoughts are trying to make us doubt in God's reliability and faithfulness, and rob us of the peace and joy that is rightfully ours in Christ Jesus. So let's read our scripture text together. Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 through 4. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version of God's Holy Word. First chapter 3, I mean, rather, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Then we move on to verse 4 of Isaiah 26. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah is everlasting strength, or Yahweh is everlasting strength. These words were spoken under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by the prophet Isaiah regarding the people of God whom had been praying for deliverance from their enemies. Now, historically, while this was a message of hope and consolation to the people of Judah, to whom Isaiah was writing, it also applies to you and I. Believers can claim these promises, which are all those who tune their minds to God's spiritual realities. You know, in the days of the Old Testament, there were two types of prophets, really. False prophets who delivered a watered-down false message or false promises without the need for repentance, and true prophets of God who spoke a faithful and powerful spirit-led message of the need for repentance and full surrender. True prophets of God were extremely unpopular and faced persecution, ridicule, and scorn. Nor was their message received happily by the listeners very often. Now, I've said it in previous podcasts that you and I, as parents of prodigal sons and daughters, are prophets to them, as well as watchmen. Our message will often not be received well, and we ourselves may face possible persecution and scorn from our prodigals. And when this happens, as well as we see the lives of our prodigals, when we see the thoughts and negativity that they have towards the gospel, many times we can be filled with the negative anxieties and the worries that I mentioned earlier that can infect us and affect our trust in the Lord. But when we look at our scripture text, we can see three key factors that we should focus on that will keep the wolves of anxiety and doubt away from our hearts and minds, and sustain us. And those three areas in our text are, one, the promise, two, the command, and three, the condition. I'll say those three areas again that are found in our text. One, the promise, two, the command, and three, the condition. Let's unpack this. Number one is the promise. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says that we will be kept in perfect peace. Now, of course, we all know that the Hebrew word for peace is 
shalom, shalom, and it is defined as the absence of strife or disturbance and a sense of safety and security. This shalom provides us with wholeness and soundness in mind and in heart with absolutely nothing lacking. That's the reason why this peace is described as perfect. This perfect peace will keep us. Now that word keep is the Hebrew word natsar, natsar, and it means to guard, and it provides the picture of both a watchman on a wall tower or a guard in a vineyard whose roles are to protect from danger. It describes the consistency and reliability of God. The peace of God will guard our hearts and minds from fear, doubts, and anxiety. The second promise found in the second part of our text is everlasting strength. The Hebrew word for strength is the word tsuur, tsuur, and it describes a rock or a cliff, and it conveys the idea of unyielding permanency, endurance, and stability. And that's the reason why the word tsuur is coupled with the word everlasting. The Hebrew word for everlasting is the word olam. Olam. Oddly enough, this word means literally beyond the horizon and describes a concept or an idea that's difficult to know or understand. That Hebrew word olam is synonymous with God because God is everlasting, timeless, and beyond our ability to understand. This everlasting strength that we have comes directly from the Spirit of God, who is an eternal and unending source of peace, stability, and refreshment during periods of time when we feel unsettled and barren. Now, these are the two wonderful promises that we have when attacked by doubt, fear, and anxiety when it comes to believing in the deliverance and salvation of our prodigals. But the promises do not come without a caveat or a stipulation. And this leads us to the second factor. Two the command. Now, you and I are literally commanded in this text to trust batach in the Lord. It is not a suggestion, nor is it a recommendation, but literally in Hebrew, batach, trust, in this text is an order. The Hebrew word trust, batach, conveys a sense of security and well-being based on the confidence of God's reliability. On a deeper level, the word batach means to literally to lie face down, outstretched, in complete dependence and submission. It's a picture of a slave completely yielding to the authority of his master in complete readiness to obey, no matter what. Or it's also the picture of a soldier laying down, bowed completely, in full surrender. God so desires that we be kept in perfect peace and rely on his everlasting strength that he commands us to place our complete confidence in him with regards to our prodigal sons and daughters and any fears or anxieties we may have about them. Now, we've mentioned, one, the promise, and two, the command. But now there is the most important thing, the condition the condition. In order to receive the promise of God, we must meet the condition. And that condition is found in verse 3, when our text says, whose mind is stayed on you. 
Notice how the condition is found between the promise of perfect peace and the command to trust. You could say that this was the meat in the scriptural sandwich. If we want to experience this perfect peace that will guard our hearts and minds like a watchman, an everlasting strength that provides stability and security, then we have to keep our minds focused and centered on the Lord. Now, that word mind is the Hebrew word yatsar. Yatsar. It literally means to form or fashion something. It's the picture of one of fashioning pottery on a potter's wheel. We need to have our minds formed into thinking on the reliability and dependency of God. Once we decide we're going to focus on the reliability and dependability of the Lord, that we have to make sure that our thinking remains on God. And we have to make sure that we don't compromise this trust by allowing negative thoughts into our mind. And as our text states, our thoughts are stayed on him. Our thoughts have to be stayed on the Lord. And that Hebrew word stayed is the word samach. Samach. It means to rest the full weight on something, to completely lean on something for support. Samach was also the Hebrew word that was used for the laying out of hands on an animal sacrifice, signifying the transference of a burden or a situation, such as a sin act or a cause. This is the condition for experiencing the perfect peace and the everlasting strength that is promised to you and I. Making sure that our minds are fashioned from worrying and being anxious about our prodigal sons and daughters to resting the full weight of our worries and our anxieties to the Lord. And also not to forget to obey the command to completely batach, surrendering completely our burdens and whatever is troubling us, and most importantly, surrendering our prodigals themselves to God. They belong to him before they ever belong to us. Notice also in our scripture text that the personal pronoun you is capitalized in every instance. And there's a reason for this. This signifies a recognition of deity. This is because the author, the prophet Isaiah, recognized that God, God alone is the source of perfect peace, that God alone is the one we should place our trust in, and that God alone is the source of everlasting strength. God will be faithful to keep his promise to deliver and save our wayward, backslidden, and unsaved sons and daughters. Let me conclude this devotional with an insight from the Life Application Study Bible. As we focus our minds on God and His Word, we become steady and stable. You know, supported by God's unchanging love, mighty power, and faithfulness, we won't be shaken by any surrounding chaos or circumstances. So let me ask you this, fellow parent of a prodigal. Do you want peace and joy while you wait for the deliverance and salvation of your prodigal son and daughter? Let's you and I keep our thoughts and our complete trust in God's love, his faithfulness, and his power. He will not fail to come through for you and I. Psalm 25, verse 3 promises, those who trust in the Lord will not be put to shame. I thank God for that.
Join me in a word of prayer after our devotional right now. Father, I thank you so much for for this devotional time, Lord God, and I pray that what I've shared falls on good ground and bears fruit in the hearts, minds, and lives of those who will hear this, either live or through a download, Lord God. Quicken the hearts and minds of the listeners of this devotion, Lord God. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit pour forth on all parents of prodigals right now. I thank you for this time of devotional sharing, and I pray it was a blessing to the listeners. Let us all, myself included, have our minds stayed on you, Lord God, and rely on you alone for everlasting strength while we wait for the answer for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters, which we know and are completely confident will come. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you, my God. Amen and amen. Well, we've come to the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And at this time, we go into a time of musical interlude and play two songs, which we hope will encourage and strengthen you. And after we return from this musical interlude, with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, we invite you, of course, to share and participate live. And then we'll enter into a time of prayer, supplication, and petition and intercession for the requests that we've received. Come before the throne of grace and pray for these individuals, these sons and daughters whom parents have a burden for. And so be blessed by these two musical numbers. And we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Time comes, I want 
Age to age. 
same by the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Kamkana Adonai. I will praise you till I die, El Shaddai. Through the years you made it clear that the time of Christ was near, though the people couldn't see. Messiah ought to be, and though your words contain the plan, they just could not understand. Your most awesome work was done in the frailty of your son. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Age to age, you're still the same By the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai El Kamkana Adonai I will praise you till I die El Shaddai I will praise you till I die Praise God for those two, I feel, very edifying musical numbers. El Shaddai and When the Time Comes. I want to share a scripture before we enter our time of prayer. And this actually several scriptures. And I'm reading from Psalm number 6. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. I'll be reading Psalm 6. I'm going to be reading verses 6 and 7, and I'm going to jump down to verse number 8, 6, 7, and 8, actually. I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. I read that scripture because the enemies of our soul, Satan, his minions, feeds us with doubt and fear that God is going to answer our prayers for our prodigals. Many times, like I've said during the devotional, our flesh and the enemy can trick us into believing God doesn't care. Why is he taking so long? Can't he see the urgency? The rapture will take place anytime soon. Or death can take a loved one. 
Sometimes the situation with our prodigals will get worse, their behavior will intensify, and we wonder if we're praying, why are things getting worse instead of better? Wouldn't it be wonderful, as I've said before, if they heard the gospel and just instantly would accept Christ as their Lord and Savior? You know, and again, I this bears repeating. In the Gospels, we read that when Jesus called several of the fishermen, even Matthew, the tax collector, it says that they immediately stood up and followed Christ. Wouldn't it be great if our prodigals would do just that? Many times that's not the case. The Holy Spirit may be calling them or touching them. Many times we'll witness to our prodigals, and our prodigals will say they don't want to hear the gospel. They'll refuse to come to church. They'll express a disinterest in the things of God. Maybe again, believing they have plenty of time. Leave them alone, they say. If you want to go to church and read the Bible, that's fine for you, but stop bothering me, is what they often say. Sometimes our prodigals have their own belief systems. They've turned to alternative philosophies, new age, or something else. And then we become grieved. We allow the enemy to worry us, to fill us with anxiety, and our pillows are filled with tears, and we wonder, when is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? But as I've said, and I've read in our text, God does hear. God is listening. God will answer. Make no mistake, as I said at the end of the devotional, those who wait on the Lord will not be disgraced, will not be ashamed. God will answer our prayers for our prodigal sons and daughters. Just trust, believe, keep your mind stayed on the Lord. His reliability, His faithfulness, how He's come through for you in the past how he's come through for other believers in the Word of God. Our personal lives and the scriptures are full of examples of God's faithfulness and reliability to come through. It is no different now. Continue to pray and fast and believe for the deliverance and salvation of your prodigal son and daughter. It will happen. Just trust in the Lord and believe. But the full weight of your anxieties on him. He will keep you in perfect peace. Just keep your mind stayed on Christ. We're going to be entering our word of prayer right now, a time of intercession and petition. Let's start off right now. Our first request is for a young man that we prayed for last week or the week before, actually. And we are continuing to pray for this young man. His name is Roshan. And the request comes from his parent who says that Roshan had accepted Christ and was serving the Lord at one time, but now he doesn't believe in God. And part of him wants to believe and part of him does not want to believe. He's become involved with different philosophies and there are addiction factors that are taking place in this situation as well. He's involved in social media, as many young people are, and addicted to it, and other podcasts that profess against the truth. But this parent states in her 
requests that she believes that God is going to use him for his honor and glory. Now we should pray that the spirit of deception and blindness be removed. Let's touch and agree with this parent on behalf of Rashan. Let's believe the Lord for his deliverance and salvation. Join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you and we praise you for a praying parent who believes and trusts in you, Father. And Lord, we lift Rashan up to you right now. We pray that you restore his faith and his trust in you. Whatever he has gone through, whatever has happened to him that has affected his trust and faith in you, we pray, Lord God, that you give him spiritual refreshment, Lord, that you open up his eyes, open up his mind, Lord God. Let him see that you are trustworthy, you are reliable, Lord God. We pray that you strike down these demonic false spirits, these philosophies, Eastern philosophies, these false beliefs, whatever they are, Lord God. We rebuke them in the name of Jesus, and we pray that the truth of your word become real again in his life. Restore him back, Lord God. Let, let him just come back to you, Heavenly Father. If there's any bitterness in his heart, if there's any cynicism, whatever it is, Lord God, strike it down. Let your word fall on good ground again. Let it bear fruit in his life. These addiction issues, whatever they are, we rebuke them right now. We plead your blood, Lord Jesus, over Rashan. We pray for his deliverance. We pray for his salvation. We pray for his restoration. We pray blessing upon his life. We speak life into Rashan right now. We thank you and we praise you that you're bringing Rashan's restoration back into the fold. Even now, Lord God, the prayer is being answered. Move in Rashan's life. Do whatever it takes, Heavenly Father, to bring Rashan back. We commit him into your hands, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to bring before the Lord a young man by the name of Curtis. And this request came in also. Now, when this request came in, we lifted Curtis up in prayer. We received a message from the parent of this young man that there have been some developments. God is moving. But God has his own timing and his own way. Sometimes he moves instantaneously. Other times it's a process. But the Lord is moving in this man's life, this young gentleman's life. And so we praise God for that. But let's read this request. Please pray for my son, Curtis. He is struggling with addiction and has been doing so for some time. It has progressed recently. This young man, Curtis, is the father of a baby girl. And this young child needs her father desperately. And the mother says she's been praying nonstop for her son. Mom states that her faith in the Lord is very strong and she believes in the power of prayer and believes that God will move in her son's life. But the enemy has him bound right now. And so we're going to lift Curtis up in prayer. It says that Curtis has a Christian background and that mom says that she knows he believes, but he has steered away from prayer. And Curtis has allowed doubt to take over. Mom says she will continue to pray for her son. 
and she will continue to bring him before the throne of grace. Well, you know what, Mom? We're going to touch and agree with you right now and pray for your son, Curtis, as well. All those who are listening to this podcast, touch and agree with me for this mom, this praying mom, just like the last mom, and this son, just like Rashawn. Let's all pray for Curtis right now. Heavenly Father, we just lift up again this, this mom, Lord God, and we just thank you so much again for another praying mother who is burdened for her son, for his salvation, for his deliverance, that his name be in the book of life, and that she spend eternity, that he spend eternity with you, Lord God. Bless this mom with peace. Help her, Lord God, to keep her mind stayed on you and give her eternal and everlasting strength as she trusts in you, Lord God. And now, Father, we lift Curtis up in prayer. We enter spiritual warfare right now. We enter the enemy's camp the same way Abraham entered the enemy's camp and rescued Lot. We bind the strong man right now in the name of Jesus. We lift Curtis up in prayer. Lord, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what the enemy wants to do to Curtis, to steal, to kill, to destroy him. And so we pray against the forces of darkness right now. We rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Christ over Curtis right now. Holy Spirit, move in Curtis's life. Restore his trust and his faith in you. Where there is doubt, replace it with faith and trust. Lord God, deliver him from whatever he's addicted to right now, Lord God. Deliver him from addiction, the stronghold of addiction, the stronghold of bitterness, the stronghold of mistrust, the stronghold of depression. Deliver this young man right now. We reach out in the airways right now. We touch and agree with this mother and all those who are listening right now in the name of Jesus. We put Curtis and his restoration into the faith. Move in Curtis's life. Give Curtis a Damascus Road experience if that's what it takes and if that's what's necessary. Give him a Damascus Road experience to restore him and give him a upper room experience to fill him with your Holy Spirit. Restore this young man back to the faith, Lord God. Again, we rebuke the forces of darkness. We pray a hedge of protection around him and his young daughter. Bless this child. Put a battalion of angels around her. Let spiritual warfare take place right now in the name of Jesus. We claim victory against the forces of darkness in Curtis's life, and we believe for his deliverance from whatever a stronghold is binding him, and we believe you, Lord God, for his salvation. It's already happening now. It can be instantaneous or it can be a process. You have the perfect time and the perfect way of doing it, Heavenly Father. We trust you with Curtis. Do what's necessary. He's in your hands. We're not going to worry. We're not going to fret. We're not going to be, be anxious, Lord. This mom is not going to be anxious or worry. You're more reliable than the Allstate man, Lord God. Curtis is in good hands with you, Heavenly Father. 
we place him into your loving care. Deliverance and salvation is your business. Our job is to trust you. And we confess confidence and trust in you, Lord God. We thank you for the answer. We're waiting for the praise report. You're already moving in this young man's life. You'll continue to move. You'll bring it to completion. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for two young men, both by the name of Joshua. And both these young men were confronting issues of addiction. Now, there are some details which I won't divulge due to confidentiality and my respect for confidentiality. But at one point, one of these young men, the Lord was moving and there were some developments. But there was no way that there was not going to be a counterattack. The enemy will not allow answered prayer to go uncontested. And so we're going to pray for both these young men. One man, one young man named Joshua surrendered his life to Christ. And we're going to pray for his perseverance in the faith. And the other young man named Joshua is still struggling. There was a tug of war for his soul. Let's lift both these young Joshuas up before the Lord. Father, we pray first for our brother Joshua, who surrendered his life to you, who was facing addiction issues. And Lord, we pray for his continued perseverance in the faith. Lord, the enemy will try to lure him away, lure him back into old habits and old vices. The enemy doesn't want to see him spend eternity with you, Lord Jesus. We pray for Joshua. We pray that you strengthen him that you encourage him, that you give him Holy Ghost power to deliver for you, Lord God. Don't let him stray away. Don't let the enemy lure him away. Don't let him get discouraged. The Christian life is too hard, the enemy will whisper in his ear. Give it up. Maybe other people can do it, but you can't. We rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the spirit, the stronghold of addiction. We plead healing in the mind that says that peace can only be found in drugs. We pray healing for the mind. We rebuke those thoughts. We pray healing for the body that craves dependency on narcotics. Healing in the mind and body. Deliverance from addiction. Continued strengthening. Holy Ghost power for holy living sanctification power for holy living fill joshua with the holy ghost let him speak in tongues as the spirit gives utterance bless his life turn him into the man of god that you know you can turn him into that he already is lord god we pray for the other joshua lord god we lift him up in prayer Lord, you see the tug of war that is going on for his soul. It is a battleground. The enemy doesn't want to yield any ground. We rebuke the forces of darkness. We wrestle in prayer for this young Joshua. We pray for his deliverance and salvation, Lord God. Sometimes there are three steps forward and two steps back. Sometimes there are three steps forward and four steps back. This is a continuous battle, a fight to the death for the souls of those on earth. 
And Heavenly Father, we pray for Joshua, that you deliver him, that you save him, that you grapple spiritual warfare against the forces of darkness, angels against demons. We rebuke the forces of darkness and we claim victory, the blood of Christ over Joshua. Again, Lord, you have the perfect way, the perfect time, the perfect method to what needs to be done to bring Joshua to the end of himself and the beginning of trusting in you. We commit both Joshua's into your hands, Heavenly Father. You'll bring it to pass. We trust them both with you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies with the name of Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. And these three young ladies may be facing a variety of issues. We pray for them every week. And some of the issues that are being confronted by several of these young ladies, or all of them, may be issues of depression or low self-esteem. Maybe they're involved in alternative lifestyles, or maybe they're involved in different belief systems. Maybe they're bitter or cynical towards the things of God. We're going to lift Gabby, Angela, and Valentina up before the Lord. Maybe their behavior is intensifying with hostility towards the gospel. We're going to pray for these three young ladies. Their families are praying for them as well. Touch and agree with me for Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. Father, you see these three young ladies, Lord God. These three young women, their families are burdened for them. Their parents and guardians and relatives are burdened for their deliverance and salvation. It pains them to see whatever they're involved with, whatever is binding them, whether it be depression or low self-esteem, whether it be a lifestyle that is contrary to your word and your will, whether it's hostility to the gospel, whatever it is, Lord God, we pray and we lift up these three young ladies before you. We lay them before the throne of grace. Have mercy in all three of them. We pray that you touch each one of them in their hearts and in their minds. You know exactly where each of these ladies are, what they're doing, what they're involved in, who they're hanging out with, what they're thinking, what their beliefs are, what their issues are. We pray that you deal accordingly with each one, Heavenly Father, that you deliver, restore, rescue, cleanse, Heavenly Father. Bring each of these three young ladies before the throne of grace. Some of them may be closer to the throne than others. I don't know, Lord God. You know the details, Heavenly Father. And so we pray for Gabby, Angela, and Valentina that you deliver them from bondage, that you save them, that you do whatever it takes so that they realize their need for a Savior. We just lift them up, Father. We're burdened for these three young ladies as their relatives are, as their parents are, as their guardians are. Deliver them, Father. Save them. We rebuke the forces of darkness that are active in their lives, that may be whispering in their ears to not listen to the gospel. Don't listen to their parents. Don't surrender your life to Christ. You don't need Jesus. You have plenty of time 
It's for other people. There are better belief systems, all lies from the enemy that we rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We rebuke these false beliefs, false thoughts, false philosophies. We plead the blood of Christ over Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. We thank you, Lord God, for moving in their lives. We thank you for their salvation. Their names will be written in the book of life. It's a matter of time. We trust all three of these young ladies with you, Lord God. They're in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. My dear brother Jamie and his wife, India, have a daughter named China, who a while back was not saved and was involved in a different way of life. But God is faithful. And God answered their prayers for their daughter, China. And China accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior approximately a year ago, if, if that, when this podcast first began. And I do believe their daughter, China, was the first person that we were able to testify about who came to Christ. But again, as I've said, the enemy never allows ground that is gained to go uncontested. And China is being blessed and used of the Lord. And so we're going to continue for this young lady's continued perseverance in the faith that God continue to use her and bless her in every way, shape, or form. She's a woman of God. And so we're going to lift China up in prayer. Father, again, we thank you for praying parents, Lord God, who prayed and interceded for their daughter. We thank you for them. And we lift China up in prayer, Lord God. We thank you for her deliverance and her salvation. We thank you that you have brought her to a house of worship and that you're turning her to her into a, a prayer warrior, using you for your using you for her for her your honor and glory, Lord God. Her life is fully surrendered to you. But Lord, right now we clearly see that. Again, the enemy may try to lure her back into an old way of life and try to discourage her. And so we pray for China right now that you continue to keep her and strengthen her, Lord God. We pray that you just give her perseverance, help her to stand fast and stand firm in her trust and confidence in you, Lord God. Lord, where there is discouragement that may be settling in, replace it with encouragement. Lord, help her to continue to live a life worthy of her calling. Turn her into a prayer warrior. Give her a continued hunger and thirst to read your word. Let her life bear spiritual fruit, Lord God. We commit China into your hands, Heavenly Father. Continue to bless her life and to use her. Hold on to her, Lord God. We rebuke any attempt by the enemy to lure her back, to discourage her. And we plead your blood, Lord Jesus, over China's mind, over her soul, over her life. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a mom who's listening right now, a dear sister in Christ who tunes in every week, and she has a son named Johnny. 
And the one thing that is burdening this mom that we pray for every week is Johnny's salvation. Johnny is facing addiction issues, like so many young people are facing the stronghold of addiction, alcoholism. And this mom, this faithful sister in Christ, constantly lifts up her son unto the Lord in prayer for his deliverance and salvation. And so we're going to lift Johnny up in prayer this week as we do every week and pray for this mom's continued perseverance in her trust in the Lord. Touch and agree with me as we pray for Johnny. Father, we lift this praying mom up before you as we lifted up other praying moms as well. And we thank you for moms who are burdened for the deliverance and salvation of their children. Praying moms, persevering moms, godly moms. And as I said in my devotion, Lord God, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You are the source of everlasting strength. And I pray that you give this mom everlasting strength and that you help her to keep her mind focused and stayed on you your reliability and your faithfulness heavenly father we lift johnny up in prayer right now lord we don't know where johnny is this very moment he may be home he may be out in the street we don't know who he's with he may be alone he may be with a group of people we don't know what he's doing he may be drinking or getting high or Wherever he is, Lord God, you see where he is. And so we pray for Johnny right now that you touch his heart and touch his mind. You see the issues that he's facing, addiction issues, and you see that this mom is burdened for his deliverance and salvation. Lord, we pray that you put it in Johnny's heart even to come to church. To maybe say to himself, I think I'll go to a service and hear the word of God get preached. We pray for Johnny's salvation, Lord. We pray that you give him strength to turn away from drinking. Convict him of what he's doing. Open up his eyes. Help him to realize, hey, what am I doing? Drinking himself to death. We pray that you open up his heart and his mind to the realization that what he's doing can only lead to a Christless eternity, convict him of his sin, convict him of his waywardness, bring him to the point where he realizes his need for a savior and his need for salvation. Peace and joy cannot be found in a bottle. Help Johnny to realize this. Bring him to the point where he's sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. We pray for Johnny's salvation as well. Lord, you know how to bring it to pass. It could come, maybe he'll be listening to a Christian song and it'll touch his heart. Maybe his mom will witness to him and he'll feel convicted. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Maybe he'll be touched by scriptures who will open up his eyes, that will open up his eyes to his need of a savior. Lord, it's a scary thing to say, do what it takes. But we pray for Johnny right now that you do whatever it takes. His soul's at stake. His eternity's at stake. And we pray for Johnny's salvation right now. That you save him. That your Holy Spirit 
Convict him of his sin. Help him to realize his need to surrender his life to you. Help him to realize that he can't go on going the way he's going. He's headed for destruction. Holy Spirit, touch Johnny's heart. Move in his life. Lord God, bring him to church. Give him a hunger to come to the house of the Lord, to hear the word of the Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. He is the clay. You are the potter and he is the clay. Shape him and mold him after your will. Lord, we apply this prayer to Johnny. Do what's necessary. He's on the potter's wheel right now, Lord God. Bang down on him if you have to, so that he is shaped and molded into the man of God that you can turn him into. Commit him into your hands for deliverance and salvation. We thank you and we praise you for Johnny's deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to the end of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I pray that it was a blessing to you. And there are several of you who, again, who are listening live. But those of you who will be listening to this, do a download. We thank you for listening to it. And I pray to you as well. I pray that the Lord blesses you and keeps you. And that his face shine upon you. That this podcast was a source of strength for you as you continue to pray for your prodigal son and daughter. The next time we'll be on the air will be next Thursday, September 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until then, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved son or daughter, and you live in New York or California or North Carolina or Massachusetts, if you're the parent of a wayward son and daughter and you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation, and you live in Ohio or Utah, West Virginia or New Jersey, Tennessee or Alabama, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved, wayward or backslidden son or daughter and you live in Washington State or Rhode Island, South Carolina or Illinois, Michigan, or New Mexico or Kentucky. If you're the mom and dad or guardian of a backslidden son and daughter, you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation, and you're praying constantly that their name be written in the book of life and they be raptured. And you live in Mexico, Brazil, Australia, the United Kingdom, Bosnia Herzegovina, the Philippines. Uganda, France, or India, no matter where you are, if you live in the United States or overseas, if you live close by to where this podcast is taking place, up the road, in the next town, in the next county, in the next state, if you are the parent or guardian, the mom and dad of an unsaved wayward or backslidden son and daughter 
and you want and are praying for your son and daughter to be delivered and saved so that they spend eternity with Christ in heaven. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, September 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is Brother Alan Weir, continuing to pray for your prodigal son and daughter throughout the week, not just during this podcast, but throughout the week. Continue to submit your prayer requests. And again, watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. God bless you. And good night.